How many of you know this morning it's all because of his grace? Amen. Man, we're glad to see you. Grab your hymn books. Let's stand together. Brother Ken will come lead us. Let's sing, sing, sing like we mean it. Brother Ken. Amen. In your blue song book, page 22, are you washed in the blood? We'll do the first, second, and last verse this morning. Hymn number 22. that was mentioned during Sunday school. Uh, Brother Coffey sent it to us. They were here this morning. A lot of you know uh, his sister, um, Debbie, uh, Debbie's daughter, Kim, that has been here with them and sung many times. She's not but 40 years old. Uh, they're on their way to the hospital. She's had a heart attack this morning. Uh, two young children, pray for them. Pray for Kim, if you would, that the Lord will intervene there. And then we had a whole host of uh, prayer requests during our Sunday school hour. Aren't you glad our God's a prayer answering God? Yeah, ma'am. Take us to the throne of grace, Brother Gerald, if you would. Let's pray together this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so grateful for this opportunity to be back in your house. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for the blessings that you've given us over the past week. We're so undeserving of everything Amen. that we have. Lord, we pray for the sick that you'll just touch the bodies, Lord. You know yeah. the need. You knew the need long before we even realized we had one. That's we just pray yes. that you'll just, just handle the is, is right. Lord, for each one here today, that just pray that you'll just watch over them, be with them. If there's someone here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, Lord, we just pray that you'll just touch them, give them the, the need to, to just know you as a personal Savior. Lord, we pray for Brother Greg and the choir, Lord, just help us to sing to the best of our ability. Help us, Lord, as he preaches, Lord, just hide him behind you, Lord, and just give him the words that we stand most in need of. Especially today for our missionaries, Lord, we pray that you'll just touch them, be with them, watch over them, give them souls for their for their labor. Lord, we just thank you for all that you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I love, 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 love this song. 
I am so glad for the child of God that in our darkest hour, there's a place we can go to. He promised us that we could find grace and mercy under the shelter of his wings. You listen as our choir sings this morning. I hope it will bless your heart.
We'll do one more for you this morning. I want to encourage you as the choir sings this old, old song to think back all the history of your Christian life. And there's one theme that rings true. He has supplied all your needs according to his riches and glory. You listen as our choir sings beautiful song, Every Need Supplied.
satisfies uh, always delivers thank you choir that is fantastic I got uh, several announcements that I want to give to you this morning thank you so much for being here let me first of all say thank you to everybody who has helped us with our disaster relief supply uh, I am absolutely blown away uh, frankly by all the work that's gone into it what everyone has done whether you collected stuff delivered stuff helped over the weekend whatever you've done uh, I want to say a huge thank you I am astounded uh, by the outpouring in our community uh, other churches businesses industries uh, I'm just so thankful that folks put uh, uh, action into this and became the hands and feet of Christ during this crisis so thank you so much the work's not over yet. Uh, we got it here to the church. Now we got to get it onto the truck and get it out of here. So uh, anybody that can please help us today. We're going to run grab a quick bite of lunch uh, right after service. Then we'll meet back into the ladies Sunday school class there. And we will get started packaging and loading. Man, if you could help us, we would be extremely grateful. We need any warm body that's willing to help out. We'll even take a few cold ones as well. Amen. But if you can help us, we'd certainly appreciate it. And then, of course, tonight, I want you to be here. You will be marvelously blessed. I'm so excited that the Henson girls are with us tonight. Of course, you know that uh, their precious father went home to be with the Lord just a few months ago, and then Micah went home to be with the Lord many years ago, and they are still singing for the cause of Christ. So I want you to be here tonight, cheer them on. Brother Greg Lentz will be here preaching, uh, and he will also talk to us about where he's going with the disaster relief supplies, all of that uh, uh, that will be happening tonight. So be here this evening if you would. I want to say thank you to those couples that came out this past Thursday night for the Strengthen Your Marriage series that Brother Ken and Miss uh, uh, Sue. Susan are doing. I had to think what your name was there for a minute. Because, uh, you know, I just met you last week. So uh, uh, if you didn't come, uh, I would encourage you to be here this Thursday. And I had a fantastic number this past Thursday. And uh, I would encourage you to be here this Thursday. If you cannot, it's, uh, if you didn't make last Thursday, it's okay that you missed the first one. Uh, you will be marvelously blessed by it. They had a fantastic time. They even had homework. Amen. So, uh, but it's couples homework. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. Uh, so you... <laughs> You the one that assigned it. What you laughing about? Amen. 
Amen. So uh, uh, you be here this Thursday night, been married 10 years or less. You will be blessed by it. Let me just pause a moment and tell you why we're doing this, church. The enemy is out to destroy marriages. We're seeing it happen all around us. Uh, churches, not church, save lost. The enemy is seeking to destroy marriages. And so we're going to do our part to try to keep that together. So you help us out and you pray about that if you would. Then there is a new fundraiser that we are doing to help uh, raise uh, the shipping costs for Operation Christmas Child. We've got a new t-shirt. Uh, it's got S-A-G-B-C on the front of it. Uh, it says, Saved, Assured, Grateful, Blessed, Changed uh, by God's Grace. Uh, if you're interested in that, the order forms are out in the uh, postal area. There's some out front as well. Costs are listed there, so please avail yourself to that. Uh, once you've filled that out, you can give it to Brother David Martin, Miss Mary Margaret. Uh, they'll take it from there. Costs are all listed, so please keep that in mind if you would. Our senior saints that are heading to the Barn Dinner Theater production, the, uh, the faith-based production called Sing Hallelujah that takes place in Shady Oak Baptist Church. You know it's going to be good if it's in an independent fundamental. Hate everybody like us Baptist Church. Uh, it'll be fun and enjoyable, and, and uh, uh, you'll have a good time. Please sign up to today. Give your money today also to Sister Annette Harbor because those tickets have to be ordered. Take just a moment to remind uh, uh, you about uh, our upcoming Christmas drama. Uh, practice begins today. I mentioned this past Sunday night. If you signed up, you're in it. Amen. In fact, what I said last Sunday night is if you even picked up the pen to think about signing up, you we, you in it. Amen. So uh, we want you to be here. Everybody is needed for every single scene except for next week. Uh, and that is scene two, that there's a handful of folks only that are needed for that one. And then for our children that are participating, uh, we're asking that you bring them beginning uh, uh, on November the 3rd. Uh, we need to get everything done and set up to make sure everything is safe before they arrive. Now, if you're a parent and you're in it and your child is in it, of course, you, you can't leave them at home. I get it. Uh, but uh, for the, <laughs> despite what you may want to do, somebody say amen right there. Uh, but uh, uh, for everybody else, uh, if your children are in it and you're not participating, if you'll give us a couple of weeks to get everything set and ready for them, they arrive on November the 3rd. But for everybody else, we begin today at 3.30. We ask you to please help us out with that. All right, let's get all the little ones. Make your way down if you would. Children's Church, Junior Church, they're going to come around. Collect any loose change you got. We call this our Penny March. Take off this morning.
studies over here waving at me, looking at me. So I went up to him like any godly man and said, repeat after me, U-V-A, U-V-A, U-V-A. And he looked away and started crying. He's been warped, amen. All right, fellas, come on, make your way down if you would, please. You be a beating under the Lord. Come on, guys, my family's going to sing for you this morning. I hope this blesses your heart. Yeah, we're going to stand right here. Love this song. Where's my son? All right, come on, buddy. Let's pray. Lord, bless the offering this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. Lord, we love you today. Count it a privilege just to serve you. Lord, bless the singing, the preaching. May it all uplift the name of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. to sing, 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 and fellowship with each other. Brother Ken. Amen. Page 224. There shall be showers of blessings. We'll do that first verse, of course. Fellowship a while. Page 224.
Amen. All right, folks. Luke chapter number 19 in your Bibles, the Gospel of Luke. I always feel like when I start talking, ants start scaring back to the house. Amen. Luke chapter number 19 this morning. We're going to read the first 10 verses. Luke chapter number 19, verses 1 through 10. This is a story about which our children will often learn a little song in vacation Bible school, children's church, Sunday school, story of Zacchaeus. You know the song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. My fear is that sometimes when we have these stories and children's songs, we begin to associate the story with a child's story. This is not a kid's story. This is a Bible story about which a kid's song has been written and well utilized. But there are so many principles today that are relevant and real for us as believers. Let's begin reading in verse number 1, chapter number 19. Found your place? Amen. Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. It's a nice, pleasant way of saying he was short. He ran before, climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him. For he, Jesus, was to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw him, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be the guest with a man that is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. If I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For as much as he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save 
that which is lost. Father, thank you for this story this morning. Thank you for the meaning behind it. Lord, I recognize that a famous children's song has been written about this story, but Lord, we also realize that this is not a children's story. It's a story for all of us. So Lord, I pray for just a few moments that you would remove us of any distractions. May we concentrate our attention and our energy on the preaching of the Word of God. Lord, I thank you for answered prayer. We see Melanie sitting out here this morning. We know that you are a prayer-answering God. We thank you for that. Lord, but I also know that there are others who've got prayers they're lifting up right now. Lord, it is my humble desire that, that nobody in the congregation would be impressed by me, but Lord, but everybody would be impressed by thee. So Lord, bless the preaching this morning. Let it do the work that only the powerful preaching of the Word of God can do. We'll thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. There is a song, a camp meeting style song that was sung a lot in church when I was a child growing up. I was astounded to read that this song, which I thought was rather a modern song, was actually written in 1916. It's a toe-tapping song, an upbeat song that reminds us... Uh, of the beauty of seeing him. It says, As I journey through this land, singing as I go, pointing souls to Calvary to that crimson flow. Many arrows pierce my soul from without, within, but my Lord leads me on. Through him I will win. The chorus says, All I want to see him. Look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Verse 2 tells us that not only was he a publican, which is a tax collector, he was the chief among the publicans. That means that he was the head tax collector. His Jewish friends viewed him, the other members of Israel viewed him as a traitor because he had aligned himself with Rome. He would be hated because he would defraud people out of their money. You see, Rome would set a tax rate that was to be collected by everybody. And then the publicans, the Jewish tax collectors, uh, would pad that rate uh, and take the extra and pocket it for themselves. Consequently, Zacchaeus was rich. Zacchaeus was powerful. Zacchaeus was well-connected. And among his society, he was feared and he was despised. You hear what I'm about to say. Despite his political connections, despite his wealth, despite his power, Zacchaeus had a hole in his heart so big you could drive a Mack truck through it. 
One of the things that I've learned over the last couple of decades of preaching is all the money in the world won't buy you spiritual happiness. I've learned that all the power in the world won't buy you spiritual happiness when you lay your head down at night. And all the finances and wealth and political connections of this world won't buy you rest. When you close your eyes on this side, may I say to you this morning, the money won't give it, the wealth won't give it, the power won't give it, the prestige won't give it. But thank God there's a man called Jesus who's got it all. I want to give you a message this morning that I'm entitling uh, The Thrill of Seeing Jesus. The Thrill of Seeing Jesus. I'll start this morning by asking you two simple questions. Have you ever seen him? I don't mean with physical eyes. I don't mean you've seen him literally or physically, but have you seen him spiritually? Have you ever met him this morning If you have, praise the Lord. If you have not, today can be your day. But if you've already seen him, if you already met him and you already know him, it's my heartfelt desire that you'll see him again and get to know him just a little bit better this morning. Three things that I want you to notice about this story and about this message. Number one, I want you to note with me, please, uh, the difficulties of Zacchaeus. The difficulties of Zacchaeus. Scripture tells us that Zacchaeus was making his way, the roadway where he knew Jesus was traveling as he passed through Jericho. Zacchaeus stationed himself right there on the roadside because he, Zacchaeus, wanted to see Jesus for himself. But Zacchaeus was quickly hindered In his efforts to see Jesus, there were some obstacles that immediately began to materialize uh, that in order to see him, uh, Zacchaeus would have to overcome. I want to pause just a moment and say to you, I'm going to give you three obstacles that Zacchaeus had to overcome. You listen to this sweaty preacher this morning, you're going to have to overcome him as well if you're going to see him for who he really is. Number one, obstacle number one, Zacchaeus had to overcome the crowds. Zacchaeus had to overcome the crowds. If you look in verse number 3 of what we just read, Scripture says he sought to see Jesus, who he was, could not for the press. Could not for the press. When Zacchaeus arrived, the crowds had already gathered and Because he was of little statue, he could not see over the crowds. Uh, He couldn't see around the crowds. Uh, I pause a moment and think to myself, despite who he was, uh, despite what he'd done, despite how hated he was, somebody still liked him enough to tell him that Jesus was coming. I like the fact that despite uh, his wickedness, uh, despite how vile he was, uh, despite his past, somebody still said, hey, Jesus is on his way. Uh, You ought to get to where Jesus is. Uh, When he showed up, uh, there was a crowd of people there. Uh, They pressed. Zacchaeus couldn't see him. And so obstacle number one, uh, that Zacchaeus would have to overcome in order to see Jesus, uh, he had to overcome the obstacle of the crowds. I've been at this two decades now. One of the things that I've learned in those two decades is that your enemy uh, will use people uh, to get your eyes off of Jesus. Your enemy uh, will use people uh, to get your eyes uh, off of seeing Jesus. Uh, Sometimes those people might be your friends. 
Sometimes those people might be your family, uh, and sometimes, amen me right here, uh, they might even be church people uh, who will hinder you and get your eyes off of Jesus. Uh, can I remind you what the hymn writer says? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Uh, look full in his wonderful face. Uh, say to you this morning, uh, don't be one of those uh, who says, uh, the crowd calls me to do this. Uh, the person calls me to do that. Uh, May I say to you, if the crowd's getting between you and Jesus, then you get away from the crowd. Can I say to you, there is nobody who's worth you not getting to him. Obstacle number one was the crowd. Obstacle number two that Zacchaeus had to overcome was his own physical condition. You see, Scripture makes it very plain in verse number 3 that he was short statue. He was of little statue. We know that means he was short. I don't know how short he was, but he was not of average height. And so consequently, in order to see Jesus, he had to overcome that part of himself that he brought to the table. In other words, he was part of his own problem. Hear me. He was part of his own problem. Now, he couldn't overcome his short stature. He couldn't do one of them Barney Fife hang in the closet contraptions. Now, there's a whole grove of people who have no idea what I'm talking about. How many of you senior saints know what I'm... Yeah, man, ain't God good. <laughs> I got a bullet right here, just one. Yeah, man. Are you hearing me this morning? Zacchaeus was short. He was born short. He spent his life short. There was absolutely nothing he could do about that. But he did not. He didn't have to use that as an excuse not to get to the Lord. There are far too many people today who believe that their past is an impediment to seeing Jesus. May I say to you that the enemy will use your past. He will use your failures. He will use your shortcomings. He will use your circumstances. He'll use anything he can that's who you are to keep you from getting to him. Let me pause just a moment and give you some shouting ground. Because I'll hear people say to me, Preacher, you don't understand. My past is too wicked. Hey, can I say to you, His grace is sufficient. You can still see Him. I'll hear people say to me, Preacher, you don't understand. My failures are too great. Hey, His grace is still sufficient. You can still see Him. I have people tell me, You don't know who I am. I don't need to know who you are. I know who He is. And His grace is sufficient. You can still see Him. I have people tell me, Preacher, you don't know where I've been. I don't need to. I know where He went with you. I know He went for you. His grace is sufficient. You can still see Him. His condition was an obstacle. The crowds were an obstacle. Obstacle number three is my favorite. Go, if you would, please, to verse number seven. Scripture says, and when they saw it, they all murmured. That, you know what that means, don't you? That means they were Baptists. (laughs) 
Now, you know I am as Baptist as I can be. I'm not just Baptist. I'm independent, fundamental, premillennial, temperamental Baptist. And if there's one thing we Baptists are good at, it's murmuring. Amen. When they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. Even after Zacchaeus saw Jesus, invited Jesus into his house. You see, Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down. I want to come to your house. Zacchaeus climbed down from the tree and said, Lord, you are welcome. Come with me. And instead of saying, praise God, the tax collector's about to meet the king, somebody said, the king ain't got no business talking to him. And so they ended up in Zacchaeus' house, and they started criticizing Jesus and Zacchaeus. Obstacle number one, if you're going to see him, you're going to have to overcome the crowds. Obstacle number two, you're going to have to overcome what I refer to as the condition. But you listen to the preacher this morning. If you're going to see Jesus, you're going to have to overcome them, their Baptist critics. Because I promise you this morning, whether they be Baptist or any other denomination, there will always be somebody who will criticize you for wanting to do something for God. They'll say things like, I wouldn't do it that way. Great, because that's the reason God didn't ask you to do it. Amen. There'll be somebody that say, well, I think it ought to be done different. That's easy to say when you're not doing nothing. Preaching time. There will always be people who say, I don't like this or I don't like it that way. But thank God for those who said, there's somebody trying to do something. Somebody's trying to see the king. Let's hop in and hop on. Don't let the the critics stop you from seeing Jesus. If he was going to see him, had to overcome some obstacles. Not only did he have difficulties, I want you to also notice verse number four, his dedication. I love this about this story. The desire of Zacchaeus to see Jesus was so great that he was not going to allow anything to get in his way. Zacchaeus demonstrated that he was willing to do whatever was necessary to see Jesus, to get to know Jesus. I want you to notice with me that in order for Zacchaeus to really get to know him, to see him, it required some effort. Required some effort. Scripture says, if you'll read it with me, verse number 6, he made haste came down and received him. Verse 4, he ran before him and climbed to a sycamore tree. In order to see him, Zacchaeus ran, he climbed. When Jesus showed up, he made haste and climbed back down and took him to the house. Zacchaeus was willing to do whatever was necessary to see Jesus. I'm going to park right here and say something, folks. I hope you'll get me this morning. You won't ever see Jesus accidentally. 
You won't ever stumble upon him. That's not the way God's sovereignty works. God sets up these divine appointments, these divine opportunities that we might encounter him. And then he says it's up to you whether or not you're going to walk through them. Can I stop just a moment and say to you uh, that if we're going to see Jesus, uh, we won't uh, accidentally stumble upon him. Uh, you got to pray. Uh, you got to spend time in the Word of God. Uh, you need to spend time at the house of God. Uh, you got to turn away from those things uh, that are displeasing uh, to him. Uh, it requires effort on our part uh, to see Jesus. Seeing Jesus won't be cheap, won't be easy. But you hear me this morning. When you feel his presence, when you spiritually get to look upon his face, uh, you will realize that every sacrifice was worth it. Amen. Required effort. Not only did it require effort, in order for Zacchaeus to see Jesus, it also required escape. I've already referenced this morning that one of the biggest obstacles Zacchaeus had to overcome was the crowds. But here's something that I really like that I think every child of God should take to heart. If you'll notice in verse number 4, we'll go back to verse 3. He sought to see Jesus, who he was, could not for the press because he was little of statue. Verse 4, and he ran before. Now, we wouldn't say it that way in modern English today. Our King James translators translated it completely correctly. But we would say today that in order for Zacchaeus to see Jesus, he had to completely distance himself from the crowd. When it says he ran before, it means that in order to see Jesus, he had to put a little bit of distance between himself and them. I want to say that again. In order for him to really see Jesus face to face and to have a one-on-one -on -one encounter with him, he had to distance himself from the crowd. I want all the young folks to look right here at me. I love you with all of my heart this morning. But I promise you, uh, when you go into your school, uh, there will be people uh, who try to keep you from seeing him. Now let me look at all the, the, the parents and grandparents this morning. I love you with all of my heart. But I promise you, uh, when you go to your place of business, uh, your place of work, uh, you will be surrounded by people uh, that the enemy will use to keep you from seeing him. Do you know what you got to do in situations like that? You don't hear preaching like this anymore, but I'm going to lay it on the line. You can't blend in with the crowd. You got to distance yourself from the crowd. You don't have to be like them. You don't have to act like that. You don't have to say that. You don't have to dress like that. You don't have to talk like that. You have to distance. You've got to distance yourself from the crowd so that you can keep your eyes on him. And you know what else I've learned? That when you separate from the crowd, you encourage others to do the same. I can't tell you how it blows my mind 
I see it all the time. Somebody's got a little bit of courage to be a Zacchaeus and say, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit different uh, from the rest of the world. Uh, I'm not going to act like that. Uh, I'm not going to use that kind of language. Uh, I'm not going to talk that way. Uh, I'm not going to do those things. Uh, and inevitably, uh, somebody else will step forward and say, uh, I was waiting for somebody to join me. I'll be right there with you. Thank God for those that will say, i got to get away from the crowd so I can be like him. Not only did it require effort, it required escape. Number one, this morning there were difficulties. Number two, Zacchaeus displayed dedication. Number three, Zacchaeus experienced delight. This wicked, hated, ungodly tax collector was gloriously born again one moment of faith and Zacchaeus became a brand new creature how do you know first of all Zacchaeus experienced a personal change look at verse number 5 I love this when Jesus came to the place, the place was what's referred to in verse number 4, the sycamore tree. He looked up. Why did he look up? Because that's where Zacchaeus was. He looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus. You hear the preacher this morning, this is the first time that they had met. It's all... It's almost like Zacchaeus wasn't waiting for Jesus. But it's almost like Jesus was waiting for Zacchaeus. <laughs> I mean, Zacchaeus thought, uh, I got to get away from the crowd. I got to climb up in the sycamore tree uh, so that I can meet Jesus. Uh, and in fact, what Jesus is saying is, Zacchaeus, I want to meet you. Uh, but you got to get away from that crowd. Uh, you got to get up there in that sycamore tree. Uh, and when you get to where you need to be, uh, I'm going to look up and I'm going to call you So Zacchaeus, up there, and you know, you know, you know that some of those critics were going, what kind of fool would climb up in a tree? My mother, bless her loving heart, would never let me use the word fool. <laughs> to show you my mama's West Virginia country roots, my mama called fool the F word. The first, <laughs> you wicked people. The first, Daddy, you remember this. The first time I remember I was like sixth grade and I yet said the word fool at the house. My mom said, Bear, you're not going to use that F word in my house. I was like, Mama, it's a Bible word. I don't care. This is my house. But you know that there were people who were standing back thinking, what kind of fool, sorry, Mama, would look that, would do that, would climb up in a sycamore tree to see the Lord. And then as Jesus... As Jesus is making his way, he stops, looks right where Zacchaeus is, and called him by his name. Church, can I pause just a moment and tell you there's a lot of things in this world that God has done for me. There's so, if I, if I started talking about 
how good God has been to me, how the wife he gave me, my children, my job, my family, my church, everything he's blessed us with, I could spend all day. But the greatest day in my life was when he stopped where he was, he looked at me where I was, and he called me by my name because he knew me, he loved me. He says, if you'll have me, I'll have you. Thank God you can't get too low. Thank God. Thank God you can't go too far that he will not stop and call you by your name. Notice this morning, not only was it a personal change, it was a powerful change. I'm done with this. Verse 8, Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord. The half of my goods I give to the poor. I've taken anything from any man by false accusation. I restore him fourfold. Verse 9, Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation. Come to this house. Lord went home with Zacchaeus. I'll stop right there and say, House will change when God shows up. Sometime during the course of their conversation, Zacchaeus, I believe, was convicted of his sins and his life was changed. We don't know the moment that it happened. We don't know the instant that it occurred. We don't know what Jesus said that made him realize that he needed to become a brand new creature, but something happened, and Zacchaeus realized that this man Jesus was in fact the promised Messiah. This greedy, money-minded, hated man was changed when he met Jesus. May I say to you this morning that when Jesus is saying in verse number 9, this day is salvation has come to this house. For as much as he also is a son of Abraham, what Jesus is literally saying, if I may paraphrase, is this one now belongs to me. I don't know about you, but that makes me have sweaty goosebumps on top of sweaty goosebumps. This one now belongs to me. Do you know this morning... One of the ways that I know that God is real and Jesus is who he said he was. Because when I scan this congregation, I see people who used to be wicked, ungodly, and worldly and are now brand new creatures in Christ. I see people this morning who, like me, tried the things of this world. And realize that nothing satisfies like Jesus. I see people this morning who Corinthians says were vile, wicked, obstinate, insubordinate. The list goes on and on and on. And then Paul says to that same church, such were. That means used to be. That means ain't no more. Such were some of you. But now you're washed. You're glorified. You're substituted in Christ. You're born again. And then I stand in the mirror and I look at my reflection and I think where I was 40 years ago 
And then I really think where I was 30 years ago. When I stepped onto the campus of William and Mary and thought I was smarter than everybody and thought I was a great big fish and was going to be the biggest thing ever uh, and suddenly realized that absent Jesus Christ, I ain't nothing. That's how I know he's real. That's how I know you can doubt God. You can doubt Christ. You can doubt this Bible. You can doubt the plan of salvation, but you look at me this morning. Uh, there is one thing you can't doubt. I know... Th- <laughs> I know the change he made in my life. I know the change he made in my wife's life. I know the change he's made in some of your lives. I was there when it happened. You were there when it happened. By golly, you ought to know, and I ought to know that it's real this morning. Oh, the thrill of seeing Jesus. The last verse of that incredible song says, When before me billows rise from the mighty deep. And the Lord directs my path. He doth safely keep. And he leads me gently on through this world below. He's a real friend to me. Oh, I love him so. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to sing forever. Of his saving grace. On the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. Cares all past. I'm home at last. Ever to rejoice. Stand with me this morning. All over the building. Thank you for participating with us. Heads bowed and eyes closed. The invitation just a little bit different this morning. I'm going to ask you just a simple question and ask you to move if the Lord has spoken. If you're here today, you are thankful for what God brought you out of. Whether it's the sins of yesteryear, the sickness, the sorrow, whatever it is that you've experienced and you caught a glimpse of Him and He made a difference. You want to make your way up to this altar. You come on right now. Boy, folks moving all over the church. All four aisles, folks are moving. Come on. Come on. Now, got to ask you this morning anybody here that would say preacher I've never seen him never met him pray for me anyone like that this morning pray for me brother Ken's going to sing us a verse you pray Christians he's here this morning sing for us buddy
worse, Brother Ken. for me just before Brother Ken dismisses us in prayer. Remember, if you can help us in the uh, ladies' Sunday school room this afternoon after you grab a quick bite, we'd sure appreciate your help getting ready for tonight, getting the trailer packed and loaded. And we've got drama practice for everybody who's participating today at 3.30. And we got services tonight. And I want to encourage you to be here, support the Henson girls and Brother Greg. And I know God will bless you. Brother Ken dismisses in prayer, fellowship with each other. Thank you for being here this morning. Heavenly Father, God, we are thankful, Lord, for this day. Father, thank you, God, for speaking through our pastor this morning, how you touched hearts. God, moved amongst us today, and Father, how we could feel your presence. God, we certainly are thankful, Lord, this morning that we could be called a child of God. Father, we're a child of the King, Lord, and we can't praise you enough for that. Father, we do thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin. Father, I pray, Lord, you bless this church. God, help us as we continue to uh, work for the disaster relief. God, may, the, may this... These things we've taken up be a blessing to those who are in need. Father, be with Brother Greg Lentz. Father, as he comes here tonight, God, give him the just the knowledge, Lord, of where to send these products to. Father, thank you for the willingness of your people, Lord, just to get on board and help out with this. Father, what an opportunity to serve. God, we sure do love this place. God, I pray a hedge around here. Amen. God, I pray everybody else is doing the same. Yep. God, we love it. God, we love you. And Father, thank you for loving us first. It's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Folks, we're also going to get these choir chairs down for practice today. We'll do that before practice and then get the books out as well. So we got all kinds of stuff that you can help us with. You're dismissed. Amen.